0: In this devotional i'm going to share with you three thoughts from deuteronomy 22 verses 1 through 4 where i'll ask the question is finders keepers allowed deuteronomy 22 verses 1 through 4 says you shall not see your brother's ox or his sheep going astray and ignore them you shall take them back to your brother and if he does not live near you and you do not know who he is you shall bring it home to your house and it shall stay with you until your brother seeks it. Then you shall restore it to him, and you shall do the same with his donkey or with his garment or with any lost thing of your brother's, which he loses and you find. You may not ignore it. You shall not see your brother's donkey or his ox fallen down by the way and ignore them. You shall help him to lift them up again. When I was a kid, we had that saying, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. And it essentially meant if I find something, then I get to keep it. It's that whole possession is 90% of the law kind of mentality, where if I see something just lying around, it must be abandoned and therefore I can just take it. Well, in ancient Israel, You weren't supposed to do that. In fact, the opposite is true. You have a responsibility if you find something to hold on to it until the owner comes looking for it, and then you're supposed to restore it to them. So that time-honored child's tradition of finders, keepers, losers, weepers is not applicable for the folks in the Old Testament, and it gives us a little bit of an indication of how we ought to live as believers today. So here are three thoughts from Deuteronomy 22, verses 1 through 4, answering the question, is finders, keepers allowed? Thought number one, returning livestock. The rule was that if you found an animal... If you found an animal that was a domesticated animal that clearly had an owner, you were supposed to take it back to where it came from. Now, I happen to live in a pretty rural area, and we find domesticated livestock every so often wandering around. And you want to know what we do when we find them? We try and figure out who they belong to. I myself own a pig, and my pig has gotten out on times, and my neighbors have called me up and said, hey, Martin, your pig is out. You need to go and get it. Well, that's exactly what's expected in the country, if you happen to live out there in the country, but it's what's expected of the people of Israel who are living in a very agrarian sort of scenario. If somebody's animal, and an animal represents a great deal of value, a great deal of time, a great deal of effort, if somebody's animal is discovered, you need to return it. And if you don't know where your neighbor is, if they're gone, if they're off on a trip or something, you need to keep that animal for them until they come back looking for it. Or if you just find some domesticated animal wandering around, you hang on to it until whoever owns it comes looking for it. This way, you can actually get your animal back that you've spent time, energy, money raising. So it's not a matter of finders, keepers, losers, weepers. It's a matter of if you found it, you have a responsibility to find its owner too. Thought number two, lost items. It isn't just with animals that you were required to do this. It was with anything that you found that had an owner. The people of Israel were supposed to earn everything that they had. They were supposed to work for it. And then they were supposed to treasure it. So if you just found something lying around, you wouldn't take it as if it were yours. If you found something lying around, you would assume, and rightly so, that it had an owner who was missing it. This is why it's so very important for us to see that there are things that we own and things that we don't own, and we need to make the right distinction between what's ours and what is somebody else's. You see, lost items, they need to be recovered. If you found something and it's something that you wanna keep, whether it's a garment or a tool or whatever it happens to be, they have owners. They didn't just magically materialize and sit someplace. You need to find out who they belong to and when they come looking for it you need to restore it to them that way you can trust that when you lose something that it just might get restored to you as well thought number three loving neighbors ultimately the requirement of giving people back the things that they own is a matter of loving your neighbor as yourself which is the second great commandment in the scriptures You love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the first great commandment. And Jesus explains that the second great commandment is like it, that you love your neighbor as yourself. And the way that you love your neighbor is by respecting their property, but also helping them when they need it. So with this whole idea about returning the lost animal is also the responsibility to help your neighbor when they're having trouble with their animals. So if you happen to see your neighbor wrestling with one of their critters, You have a responsibility to go and help them with it. Now, not everybody owns livestock these days, so we have to sort of spread this idea out a little bit. When you see your neighbor and they are in need of help, you are responsible to help them. This is some of the good that we find ourselves able to do in this life. When we see somebody who is in need of aid, we can help them and we should, because in doing so, we are rightly loving our neighbor and reflecting the love of Christ to others. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Deuteronomy chapters 20 through 22. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.